Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the content in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review. Today with us on Catholic Baltimore, our guest is Father James Bork, rector of the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary in downtown Baltimore, America's first cathedral. We want to talk to him about a great new initiative that the Basilica is going to be starting on its path, on its patronal feast, the Feast of the Assumption. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So for, for the last year, we've been really working hard to start something we're calling Source of All Hope Mission, which is a real initiative to, to attend to the needs in our city parish to be able to have a couple of young men who are willing to give up a year of their life. And essentially what this is, is kind of modeled after focus. So focus on college campuses where you have men and women who give up a year of their life to become missionaries. And they spread the message of the gospel to the people on college campuses. Well, what we need to do is we need to do that in the city. And so starting in August, August 15th, we're gonna have a couple young men give up a year of their life, just like the focus missionaries. But instead of ministering to people in universities, they're gonna minister to the people right here on the streets of Baltimore. Whether that's the homeless, whether that's the people that are addicted and are, are suffering, whether it's people that live in the neighborhood or work in the neighborhood who are millionaires but don't know Christ. So the idea is that these guys are just going to get to know people. They're going to get to know their stories. They're going to get to know you know, the, the people that are struggling, the homeless and the addicted. They're going to love them, and they're going to um, begin to give them the hope of the gospel. We know that we don't have a solution for all the problems of the world, but we know Christ does. Mm-hmm. And if we can just kind of bring that hope of his gospel to the people of Baltimore, especially during this time when there's not a lot of good news in Baltimore, we know that there are a lot of good can happen. Our faith tradition has been that we send missionaries out from the U.S. to other countries, other you know, developing nations that hadn't heard the message of the gospel. You're talking about bringing the gospel message a whole lot closer than that. I mean, we're, we're talking about a, a small area right around the Basilica in the heart of downtown. Why is that so necessary right now? Well, it's necessary because, you know, sadly, the, the largest growing segment of the population are the nuns, right? The people who don't have any relationship, any religion. They don't know Christ. So gone are the days where you have to go to some far, far away land to, to do missionary work. Our mission territory is now. It's here in the United States. It's here in Baltimore. Um, I think Archbishop Laurie has made that very clear in his own you know, pastoral letters about really evangelizing and the need to do that here. So we're just simply responding to the Archbishop's call to evangelize in our parish, in our neighborhoods, and then to, um, you know, to, bring, to bring Christ in a very radical but very re- real way. It's an incarnational ministry. You know, Christ came and took on flesh, and our missionaries will be the extension of, of him in this part of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. What would you say to some of the people who are on the street um, who would say, I don't need Jesus, I need a sandwich? Well, their, their answer is you need both. So yes, they do need a sandwich. Um, Christ said, you know, if you see someone that's, that's in need, you gotta give them. You can't just say, I'm gonna pray for them, but you need to give them. But social justice without God 
isn't going to get anybody to heaven. So what we need to do is we need to give them the sandwich, but then we need to bring them into relationship with the one who is the creator of not only the sandwich, but them. Mm-hmm. And by doing both, uh, a lot of good can happen. Mm-hmm. But you need to do both. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we've often talked about the, you know, the salvation by faith or alone or by faith and works, and it always seems to go back to a, a story I heard uh, that the seminary high school I attended, the motto was Ora et Labora, pray and work. And I heard a story around that time of a, of a man who came upon a river, and there was a guy sitting in a rowboat, and one of the oars was marked pray, and the other was marked work. And the guy said, well, what's going on with that? And the one guy said, well, watch what happens if I only work. And he rows one oar, and he goes in circles. He goes, watch what happens if I only pray. He does the other oar. He keeps going in circles. Because what happens if I pray and work together? I can move forward. And that's, so that's exactly, that's why we're calling it Source of All Hope. So the idea is that these missionaries will, every single day, they're going to pray the Mass. They're going to make a holy hour in front of the Eucharist. The Eucharist is Jesus. Jesus is the source of all hope. The Eucharist is the source of all hope. So these guys are going to receive from our Lord first. They're going to receive the hope that they need. They're going to receive the virtue and, and the love that they need and the mercy that they need from the Eucharist in the Mass, in a holy hour, through praying, the rosary. And then once they're fed, then they're going to go out into the streets and they're going to feed the homeless and they're going to feed the addicted and they're going to feed those who don't know Christ. So that's exactly it. We're trying to incorporate both of those two oars um, into this program, into this missionary work. And really, truthfully, most of the work is going to be done in our own hearts. You know, so my own, I I want to become a better priest and this is going to make me a better priest. Mm -hmm. These missionaries, we're forming young men who are going to, God willing, be very virtuous young men because of this. And then the fruit of that is that we also start making a real difference in the community. Where are you hoping to re- recruit these young men from? So right now we have two young men. We have one young man who grew up in the Archdiocese of Washington, lived in, in Maryland, um, actually spent a year with the CFRs, so actually living in a, a homeless shelter and ministering in a religious capacity. Um, didn't Wasn't sure that he felt called to that but has a a desire to do this kind of work and is doing this work independent of me. He and I got acquainted through a mutual friend. Another, the other young man, Nathan Belk, was um, in grade school when I met him at St. John in Westminster when I was a seminarian. And his family's moved to Connecticut. He is graduating from Steubenville, actually just graduated this past May. As soon as I knew I wanted to do this, I said, you would be a perfect missionary. And then when I actually realized we're going to do this, I went back to him and said, I wasn't kidding. <laughs> and so he said, uh, I'm in. So now we, we, we can accept two more. I'm, my ideal would be to have one or two more right now young men. Um, and if they don't start right on August 15th, that's okay. You know, we're willing to, to accept them when they're able to come. Uh, and we're looking all over the, all over the country. You know, so actually, uh, EWTN Radio is going to run a pro- public service announcement for us about this project all throughout the United States. And we're working with Christ in the city in Denver to see maybe if they can't accept all the people that are applying for their missionary work. So maybe there's a way to, to kind of partner in that way. Mm-hmm. What do you need to provide for these guys? Everything. So I need to provide everything um, except for their own um, health insurance. That's the only thing I, I can't provide for. But everything else I'm taking care of. And sort of the focus missionary style, their way of doing things is to have their missionaries raise about $30,000 a year. And that provides all of their living expenses, whether it's housing, whether it's the food, whether it's gas, 
what I want to do is I'm trying to raise that money so that they don't have to focus on that. Mm -hmm. So for instance, I had my old 2008 Toyota Corolla. That's now our mission car. I'm trying to raise money through the internet and through donors to be able to have these guys just be able to focus on the prayer and on outreach in the city so that their days aren't spent trying to figure out how they're going to raise enough money to, enough eat. Money to eat. Right. So yeah. we're providing everything that they need for the year. Mm -hmm. You talked about uh, hoping to get a couple more. Uh, are you planning to send them out two by two? Are they going to go one on one? What's the best way for them to do this ministry? Yeah, we will go out together, either two by two or, or as a group. Uh, the idea is that we make a standard route in the city. So we're going to identify a route in the city and, and basically make that route every day or almost every day and just get to know the people in our part of the, the tiny little part of the kingdom in which God has placed us. And that we really start to forge relationships. So this isn't just about, you know, it isn't even just about praying or just handing out a sandwich. But it's actually about becoming friends with the people that are in this Mount Vernon neighborhood. We want to have structure, but we don't want to be too rigid. So we want to get, let the Holy Spirit say, all right, go this way. Yeah. And we're willing to do it. Yeah. I, I walk back and forth between our office here, right across from the Basilica, and the train station just about every day. And I see a lot of the same people every day. And I know a couple of their names, but it sounds like you're talking about forging a much deeper relationship with these people. Yeah, I mean, we want to know their backstory. We want to know about their family life. We want to know about the struggles that they're having. They're, to actually know their names and to be able to to address them as a, as a human being who's also made in the image and likeness of God, just like us, mm -hmm. and just to kind of get to know their story, you know? So many times people will kind of just ignore them or don't know their names or we just look at them as, as a poor thing, but right. they're not. And Pope Francis has talked about not averting our eyes from yeah. the homeless or from a panhandler when they come up to you. Yeah. So it sounds like you're, you're kind of in that, heading in that direction. Exactly, yeah. Well, this is uh, great. We're talking about the source of all hope mission, source of our hope mission uh, that the uh, Baltimore Basilica is going to be launching on August 15th, the Feast of the Assumption. After the break, we're going to talk some more with Father James Borick, rector of the Basilica, about this project. This is Chris Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Baltimore. Catholic news from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. While many spent all or part of the month of July enjoying summer vacation, the Catholic Review was out and about in the Archdiocese of Baltimore. In the past week, we've shared a story about a gospel choir from Washington, D.C., bringing its collective voice to Mass at St. Joseph Parish in Fullerton. We've also got a story on a partnership between the Franciscan Center, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and Calvert Hall College High School on a soccer clinic that benefits those experiencing homelessness. And finally, you're encouraged to read our feature on the Archdiocesan Vocation Office's annual Quavadas Retreat, based at Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, for school-aged young men considering religious life. For these and other stories, you can visit catholicreview.org. From the Catholic Review Newsroom, I'm Kevin Parks. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have The Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to the Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. 
just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android and follow the Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. For 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville. New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument, or marker, or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770. You are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Welcome back to Catholic Baltimore. This is Christopher Gunty of the Catholic Review. Our guest today is Father James Bork, Rector of the Baltimore Basilica, America's First Cathedral. We're talking about a Source of All Hope mission, a new project that the Basilica is launching on the Feast of the Assumption, August 15th. You talked in some of the information you've sent out about a woman named Betty uh, that you met a couple of years ago. Can you tell us that story? Sure, it's it's a pretty amazing story. So right after I got here at the Basilica, um, this woman who we're calling Betty, it's not her real name, but uh, just for her own privacy, I met her at 7.30 Mass, and she would come to Mass every single day at 7.30, and she was homeless. And, you know, just over the weeks and the months, I would, we would talk, and I got to know her story and kind of even the source of her struggles and why she was homeless. And she's such a good, holy woman. And one day she came to me and she said, you know, it was, it was the end of winter, beginning of spring, and she said, I think I've got an internship lined up. I need help for eight days to kind of get me through until this internship can start. Will you help me? And so we actually went all around to the various places around Mount Vernon to find a place that would be willing to accept her for eight days and that we could pay for. And eventually we found a place on St. Paul Street and we were able to get her in for the eight days. And sure enough, at the end of those eight days, she was accepted in this internship program. And someone at that internship program really took a, a liking to her. She was a hard worker. She did good. And they actually invited her and gave her a spot in, in their home. And not long after, she was so impressive that they hired her. And so she was no longer homeless. And because she was now living in a different part of the city or the county, I'm not even sure, she stopped coming to 730 Mass because she couldn't. Fast forward and you know, a year and a half or so later, she comes to 730 Mass. And it was such a great Thing to see her and just to kind of catch up. And then a couple weeks later, at like 8.31 in the morning, I get this email from her saying, Father, I'm at Good Sam Hospital. Could you, um, could you come visit me? I'm pretty sick. And so I did. And as I was getting ready to leave out, leave the office here at 320 Cathedral Street, my business manager, Lee, 
he said, he said, Father, I've got your Mother Teresa relic. And he had borrowed that relic to bring to his kids' school to be able to tell them about relics and Mother Teresa. And I had forgotten that I had lent it to him. And he gives it to me, and I stick it in my pocket, and I go to Good Sam Hospital. And it turns out that Betty had very late-stage brain cancer. And she was basically saying that she needed to find a place for hospice, that they literally gave her maybe weeks to live. And you couldn't even tell. I mean, she was so happy in her in that hospital. So I, I gave her the sacraments, and I was about to leave, and I remembered I had this relic of Mother Teresa on me. And so I went back to her bed, and I said, Betty, you know, Mother Teresa, I know you love her. She would make people just like you, her main missionaries of charity. You ha- you're the most powerful person in the world because... One, you're, you're, you love Christ, you're in a state of grace, but just like him on the cross, you're suffering. And if you offer that suffering in union with him, you can change the entire world. And I said, I'm starting up this mission program to help the homeless and the addicted in Baltimore. Nobody knows what that's like better, to be on the streets of Baltimore than you. And I said, would you be willing, I know this is crazy, but would you be willing to offer the suffering of your cancer for our mission work so that we can bring Christ to the people in Baltimore? And she had this massive smile. I mean, really. And she said, Father, almost with, with tears in her eyes, she said, that's all I want. And she said, I would love to be your, your missionary. And I was just blown away. I had chills. I have it right now. Mm-hmm. Me and too. Within, with, and I said to Betty, I said, Betty, I don't have missionaries. So this is all good and well, this program. But if I don't have the, right now, the men that are willing to do this, it's all just a pipe dream. Within short order, I had two missionaries who committed. Three days later, she died. And I had her funeral, and I got to tell this story to her family. And there was not a dry eye in that church. And oftentimes, we look at people who are homeless kind of as less than. Betty was amazing. And she, by offering herself and by offering her suffering, she is the backbone of Source of All Hope. And so... I just don't even know. That's how I know that this isn't just my work, that God is asking me because I'm useless, a priest you know, of five years. I know it's his work because of people like Betty and because uh, I don't know how this is all going to work out, but God has a plan. Yeah. And you can be assured that she's still praying for and you, she, yeah. you know, so be Betty, beyond the grave. She is. Uh, you hit on something that really struck me, and you said here she was, she needed, she needed some help for Eight days. Not a lifetime. Not even a month. She needed eight days. Are you going to be able to, with the Source of Our Hope mission, connect people to the social services and other things that they need to help them just with whatever it is, that little thing they need right now, whether it's you know a, a, a bottle of water or a sandwich or housing for eight days? What are you, what are you going to do for that? Yes, the answer is yes. We don't, have the, we don't have the resources to be able to provide all those things, nor should we because those things already exist. So what we're doing is we're partnering with Catholic Charities, and Bill McCarthy and his team are going to actually give me and my missionaries a real orientation of all the different services that exist in this part of the city through Catholic Charities. And then in addition, we're going to be doing that with a lot of the other agencies that exist in the city so that when we meet people on the street, we can actually say, hey, look, I know where you can get help. Let's walk down together to whatever agency it is and to be able to get you enrolled. We know the people there. Uh, We know the services they provide. We know how to get you into the system. 
so that you can actually get real help. So that's exactly the idea. The idea is that we're in no way trying to sort of be another charitable organization. We're trying to simply be the bridge that connects the people to the, the organizations that already exist so that they can get the help that they need. And the benefit you'll have is that once you know people, you know their story, you know their needs, then you can connect them. Because otherwise it's easy to just say, oh, well, our daily bread has a meal. Well, if it's not a meal that they need, if it's a job or a, a you know those kinds of things, you're able to, once you know who they are, you can connect them to the services. Exactly. And we have parishioners who work at like Healthcare for the Homeless. We've, we've been and we've had a, a great meeting with Helping Out Mission and the various agencies. And we'll just keep continuing to grow in those relationships so we can help people, just like you said. Mm-hmm. You've been trying to do some, uh, some new things over the past year or so with the Basilica. You've been trying to stay open longer um, so that, that uh, people at least can come and be exposed to the, the Blessed Sacrament, be in the presence of Jesus. Uh, what are those initiatives you've been doing and, and how have you made that happen? We're trying to really make the Basilica a place of sort of a refuge of all that is true, that is good, and that is beautiful. The idea is that I don't have the answer to everyone's needs or problems, um, but Christ does. And so if we can just get them into where Christ is, right, in the tabernacle, at the Basilica and every other Catholic church, then they can experience his peace and they can hear him speaking to them in the quiet of their heart. So when I got here, the first thing I wanted to do was open our gates. Uh, They were closed at four o'clock every single day. And that's partially because we needed security. We needed to be able to have the money to be able to stay open and pay for the electric bill and the air conditioning and everything else that we've got to do. And we simply didn't have that money. Uh, We wanted to be able to provide the Eucharist in adoration and we want to be able to provide confession so that as people get off work, they can come receive God's mercy and then bring that mercy into their homes. But to do all of this, we had to raise some money to be able to do it, and we did. So I wrote a letter last year saying, look, Baltimore City needs the Eucharist, and I need your help to provide it. And people responded very generously from all over, not just from the Basilica community, but from all over Maryland, and in fact, all of the United States. Like We literally got donations from over 30 states in, in this country, and then as well as countries. Uh, we got some people from Taiwan and from Canada and other places to say, look, this is great here. And so we were able to do it, and it's borne fruit. It's going to take a, a while. You know, it's, it's, a new, it's kind of a new culture, and it's going to take a long time. It took John Vianney 10 years of offering confession and doing these things before it really started to change his town. So I'm not as holy as John Vianney, so I think it's going to take at least 10 years to be able to happen, but we've got to start. What are your needs right now? Two things. I want people to buy into the vision and to support me. And if I want, I'm looking for missionaries. I'm looking for one or two more missionaries who want to live this radical gospel life in Baltimore. And I'm looking for, for people, for businesses who want to partner. The work we're doing here is important work for the city. It's going to make a big difference, but we need people who are willing to say, I want to help with give you resources and everything else to, to bring Christ into the city. We have so many people that are willing to do this for businesses. We have so many people who are willing to give for schools or for sports. What I'm looking for is people who want to make a difference in Baltimore through Christ. And so I'm looking for, for partners. I'm looking for businesses. I'm looking for individuals, for philanthropists who want to help, who believe in the vision and know that Christ is the answer. And so whatever that looks like, whatever those partnerships look like, that's who I'm looking for. Where can people find out more about this and um, donate for their support? So you can go to americasfirstcathedral.org 
And you can also go to sourceofallhope.org. So Source of All Hope is our individual apostle that we're starting, but everything that about the Basilica is on americasfirstcathedral.org. Sounds like a great initiative and one certainly that the, the city and our state really need right now. So thank you for, for taking this on. Yeah, thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. We've been talking today with Father James Bork, rector of the Baltimore Basilica. Its formal name is the Basilica of the National Shrine of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And on the feast day of the Assumption, August 15th, the Basilica will launch the Source of All Hope mission to serve the people of the city of Baltimore. Thanks so much for being with us today, Father James. Thank you. God bless you. This is Christopher Gunty, and you've been listening to Catholic Baltimore. Child abuse is not only a crime, it's also a sin. The Archdiocese of Baltimore has long made the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through rigorous training and background checks and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.